0: Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our very first uh, episode of uh, Conversations with GNG. Caring for the Carers. We are uh, super excited to be here today and uh, having our co host, uh, Danny Sinner, uh, which also happens to be a friend of ours. And uh, Danny, you're um, a counselor as well as yeah. a um, co uh, founder of uh, uh, Brave Enough. Yeah. And uh, you provide lots of uh, fantastic resources about mental health and and you know helping our people now to get us stuck in life, really giving advice on how to get through challenging times. So we're very privileged to have you here today and helping us run in this uh, what I believe to be a fantastic show.
1: Yeah, and great to be with you guys too. And of course, in the past life, I was a carer, and worked um you know personally and professionally. So I feel really honoured to have been asked to. Be able to help all of you as carers to be able to um, get through your journey.
0: Yeah, that's it. I'm super, super excited. Mm-hmm. So we have here Giselle. And, uh, Hello. Yeah. So just a bit of a background. Uh, Giselle and I um, uh, co-founded an organisation called uh, Home Instead here in Geelong, where we provide in-home care and, um, uh, to our elderly people and uh, people with disabilities. And, and that journey really um, sparked this uh, interest and, and, and deeper passion in, uh, in supporting uh, you know, both formal and uh, informal caregivers mm. throughout Australia and hopefully in the, in the world. And, and, that, and that's why we're here today, really to provide resources and a uh, you know, little bit of inspiration but also guidance to uh, all our carers out there.
1: Mm. And you know, it's such a wonderful concept, I think Giovanni to be able to support the carers in our community, whether they be employed as a carer or whether they're caring for someone at home, because the challenges are very much the same. And you know, to become a carer is very much a selfless thing. And you know, to connect that with our why in life, you know, it's such an important thing to have meaning and purpose. And I know that's something for both of you, Giselle and Giovanni, um, the reason why you do do what you do is because of your why tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah no I'll take you and I may start with actually why this uh, uh, conversation with GNG caring for the carers uh, and uh, you see for us uh, we we believe in the profound value and necessity of caregiving and strive to create a platform that uplifts and empowers those who dedicate their lives to this uh, crucial role so this is going little be about, you know, why we're doing this and uh, Giselle, tell us a little bit about the, the how and the, the process of what, or this uh,
2: yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the purpose of this and the process of this show will be um, us delving into the heart of caregiver caregiving through intimate interview style conversations with healthcare professionals, experts and caregivers. Um, and we're just wanting to create a space for honest and insightful dialogues. And we're going to be uncovering some of the real life experiences and wisdom found in the world of elder care and disability.
0: Fantastic. So specifically, um, uh, we believe we want to do it, uh, with this conversation with Genji is going to be an, uh, an engaging and insightful show that feature in a series of interviews that explore the uh, uh, all the different aspects of uh, aged care and, uh, and disability specifically. Mm. And also our content is crafted to be a valuable resource for caregivers seeking guidance as well as for individuals interested in understanding um, and more about elder care and, uh, and disability. Mm. So that's a bit of a nutshell about uh, our, our show that we're we launching today we're super excited about it.
1: Yeah. be great. It is super exciting. and. What I love about this is that, you know, even just to function as humans in life, we need to have that sense of meaning and purpose. Mm. And I know for you guys, that's been a huge part of what you do and the formation of these conversations with G and G, Giovanni and (laughs) Giselle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So paint us a little bit of a picture about what that's meant for you personally, Giovanni.
0: Yeah. No, thanks for asking this question. it might be where I came to Australia in 20, uh, 2011 actually now it's uh, 12 years ago um, and I wanted to change uh, my lifestyle a little bit and trying to seek other avenues outside of, uh, of Italy and um, and that and that to me has been a, a very uh, important uh, personal growth to go through um, this this experience. Ah, interesting. <laughs> how, how do I make this more in part four?
1: So, what's your why, baby even to get
0: yeah. involved
1: in caring for you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, grow, growing up uh, um, um, in in a small village in Italy um, um, with with my my family, my mom. Um, uh, suffers from uh, some mental health disorders, and and I found myself to be you know a, a carer from a very early age, and that to me was a, a very p- pivotal time because I learned to be you know look, looking after you know my mom if you want, and also uh, myself from an early age, and um, and also um, uh, my my father as well has been a be um, you know has got a very dominant personality, and uh, and that. Uh, um, Affected me a little bit, you know that that, that the family environment, and um, and, and maybe d- deep down, I always wanted to to care for people. I guess from from my mom's experience, and I, you know, and understanding all the sufferings that she's going through, and also um, in a way supporting my father caring for my mother as well. So I think that that's where it all started, and, and um, I wanted to be there for for my family and, and supporting them through. Through a difficult uh, uh, journey, if you want, um, I, I then happened to um, to travel interstate. I went to see and visit my my relatives in the states uh, when I was 21. That was the first time I I traveled, um, you know, interstate in an English-speaking country, and and I thought I could speak English, but then I quickly found out that I I couldn't speak much of English, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was very challenging. Um, but then I met my, uh, my uncle, that has been uh, a mentor of mine. Has been a mentor of mine, so he always inspired me, and, and uh, you know that, that you know I need to you know study hard and you know have a purpose and um, and aim for something bigger in life, bigger than yourself. And that to me, that that kind of conversation really uh, inspired me to to you know apply and and try to be to become the best person I could possibly be. To be able to to eventually give back, and um, and that's exactly what I did after the first trip to the U.S. I went back home from the age of 21, and um, and I started to st- study English and, and trying to learn as much as possible about uh, you know, the language, and you know then I went into uh, um, uh, engineering degree and all of that, and and I was uh, really motivated to to get a degree and have um, and trying to build a good career for myself. So that's where it all started. Um, and long, long story short, um, I found a job in Italy that uh, I quickly learned uh, what it's like to work for a, uh, if you want, a, a dysfunctional organization where uh, um, managers don't value the person, don't don't empower individuals to do their job to the best of their abilities, but rather they dictate or they, you know, to the point, abuse people, Mm -hmm. bully people into doing things. And and I could touch firsthand, you know, what it's like to work for dysfunctional organizations and what it's like to treat people purely. Uh, And and then again, to me... uh, 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 it was just driving me to really, you know, if you want, make a point of this got to be a better way to treat people and to, you know, run, if you want, successful organization and to empower, you know, culture to, to thrive and, and to do something meaningful.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is a real parallel, isn't it, between, you know, caring and the compassion and the meaning and purpose that really has all come together for you, Giovanni professionally and in your personal life, which shows that, you know, to lead well and to love well and to care well, all of those three things have to be in place and it sounds like in your journey you've been able to really pull those things together to be doing what you're doing right now in empowering carers, it's just beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's a very, very interesting insight. It, ma- it makes you think that uh, everything that we do in life, or that happens to us has some purpose and that purpose will serve you mm-hmm. to grow, so become a better person. And I believe that ultimately, so ultimately we're here to give back yeah. to people to the community. And that's my biggest sense of fulfillment as to why I'm here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And I feel incredibly privileged to have the opportunity to run uh, such a successful organization with, with my partner and my wife, to provide a platform to all my employees, to flourish and feel empowered to accomplish such an important mission, which is all about enhancing lives of aging adults and their family, you know, and touching so many lives out there in a the community. That, that to me is that, you know, I feel incredibly privileged to be able to do that every day.
1: Yeah, we can hear that it's very deeply personal.
2: But what about for you, Giselle? Well, my story is a little bit different in the way that I didn't have, um, I guess, key events that brought me here as such. But I always remember from a child, I always loved people and I always wanted to be a doctor or a nurse, you know, like that, those these caring professionals yeah. that we always associate with when we're thinking about helping people. You always think of the emergency services, doctors, and nurses. Yeah. So I always had it in my mind. So even, you know, going through school, I always wanted to do something that looked after people. Um, And in the end, I I studied um, biomedical science and pharmacy became a pharmacist. And one of the decisions was as I was getting older, I realised that, well, maybe being a doctor is a bit gruesome for me. I probably couldn't stomach (laughs) a lot of the stuff. Like, you know, as you get older, you realise what it actually is, what what it actually means to be that profession. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I Absolutely. became a pharmacist and I, I loved it because you were, you know, the first port of call often for people that would come to the pharmacy and they'll seek help yeah. and then you can refer on to GPs or try and help them that way. So um, that was very fulfilling. Um, and then of course I met Giovanni and, and he was working in aged care at the time. So um, with that, we thought, well, And the other thing I I think is often when we go to university and it's so hard when you're at high school and you've got to pick something to study, something to be. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people that went on and did something that they studied, they got their bachelor, then they move, they completely do something different. If they even finish their degree. If they even finish. So I think there is this huge focus on um, doing so well with your marks and getting into a particular course. But it's important to realise that you can make that journey, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you're, there's choices, yeah. and a lot of people don't just stick to that one path. You, you can explore other options as well. Yeah. Um, so. Um, That was one of the key, one of the important things I think I've learned in the last years is that just because you do one thing doesn't mean you can't help in other ways. And a lot of skills that you learn in one job or one course are really transferable into other industries and other professions and you can really make a huge impact by using um, your passion. And I think that's one of the big drivers is that underlying passion you have, your why um, why do you want to help people and I think the, the point that you raised about being um, giving back to the community is a huge one I think for me that's that's big mm. that's a, a big driver yeah
0: absolutely all think growth and contributions are, uh, are very very powerful motivators so yeah they are. and that's what drives us
1: yeah, yeah. and two of the things I'm hearing and I know these are cliche but they're just so true you know one um enjoy what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Um and the other one is that love is an action. It starts with compassion. Yeah. And I think that's what really is the driver, isn't it? It's that pain becomes our passion, becomes our purpose. Because we see a problem or experience a problem. We find a solution or something that's worked for us and we've got to be able to share it and empower the next person up. And then they can go and follow that pattern and you know, I think that's a beautiful thing because when we are doing in our daily life what aligns with our values the passion comes the drive comes and I think Giovanni you know, when you were talking about working for that organisation that was a dictatorship and abusive you know it wasn't aligning with your values and what you were on the planet to do and so how beautiful to be in a position right now where we can do that, where you are doing that, where you are making a difference. And, you know, we really hope these conversations had a great opportunity to break through to you in your journey as a carer. Um, you know, there are very few people that can actually define their why in life. And, you know, it's important to ask ourselves that, um, especially as carers, but, you know, why do you exist? Why do you get out of bed every morning? Uh, what do you bring uniquely to the world? You know, those kind of questions. It's, you know, what do you carry inside you that can impact others for good? You know, why is it important for yourself and others that you actually see that through and you do that? You know, it's yeah. just, it's powerful stuff.
0: And, and Danny, tell it's us a little bit about your your way, your story, yeah. and I'll be yeah. very, very keen to hear.
1: Yeah, mine's been a little bit colourful, so I could probably take it from a few yeah. angles, but. Uh, Probably one of the big drivers in my journey was, um, you know, I grew up in, I guess, an environment where my parents did the best that they could do, but there was some abandonment and depression and anxiety thrown in, and still abuse too. And so I think it's true that people can only give us um, what they've received themselves. And so um, experiencing, I guess, the back end of some of those issues, um, I've very much had a nurturing. I think I was in me anyway, but probably even more so. And my grandma was very nurturing, so I kind of had that example early on. Um, As I got into my early married years, though, um, we lost a baby when I was 18 weeks pregnant. Um, I did give birth to him, get to hold him in my arms. And that's what really, as I went through that journey of grief and losing a baby and found some things that worked for me, that's really what the catalyst was for me to then move into a counselling space initially in grief and loss and then trauma and those kinds of things. And and so that became really personal and as our journey unfolded, I ended up working in aged care in different roles and capacities as um, a chaplain, as a personal carer, um, doing activities, bit of in-home care for a little while too and sort of seeing, I guess, the spectra of that. And then later on, having some kids with special needs and um, some ADHD and severe anxiety and and having experienced that myself and then being able to overcome that and then move into those spaces too, um, you know, it was deeply personal and very um, empowering to be able to then help somebody else and through that. And so, you know, those common themes are all there. You know, we know why we're doing what we're doing because it helps other people, because and our mental health is better, too, as we help someone else mm. um, up from theirs. And sometimes that's a big thing, isn't it? It's yeah. looking outside of yourself um, for the impact that you can make in the world. Because let's be honest, I mean, if we turn on the news and we see everything going on, um, you know, it's pretty dark. Mm. And the last thing the world needs is more darkness. So by us living our purpose and our meaning and our calling and helping others, we ignite some of that light back
0: into the yeah. world. Yeah, and also I would like to make a point. <coughs> the interesting it is that we, we, we meant to grow out of pain. Mm. Seems like. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're going through this painful experience, life experiences, or whatnot, and and out of that, the meaning that you give to those events mm. is what define your next steps, mm-hmm. the choice that you make and out easier. of those out of those decisions. Right. Yeah and and the meaning that you give, so isn't that interesting? Yeah, it
1: is. It, yeah. it just
0: pushes you to, you know, propel forward me yeah. with, the, with the right meaning though. Again, it always starts with that why and what it means to you. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think particularly like in a caring role, like let's be honest, it can be challenging and exhausting. It reminds me of a story I heard recently about, of all things, a pumpkin. So, this guy's just won this massive award for this huge, Pumpkin was like, I'm talking arms wide, pumpkin, but he grew. And they said, how did you do it? And he said, oh, I put like, I forget what exactly what it was, but something ridiculous like, you know, 10 litres of water on it a day and cow manure. And I'm like, isn't that true? We grow when things are crappy. <laughs> when when life's throwing that stuff, at. it yeah. actually ends up being fertiliser. Yeah. We actually need it to reassess yeah. why we're doing what we're doing, to revisit our why. Yeah. To work out what's not working for us, because yeah. just eliminating that from our story, working out, like you said, we studying what we don't want to do, yeah. brings us closer to the things that we do. Yeah.
2: It's important to use that, use that experience to help other people, and and um, use it in a positive way. And it's very difficult at the time, but uh, but by growing, um, you, you know, you you get out of that rut. I think a lot quicker by.
0: By moving forward, I yeah. think. Yeah, in your opinion, I just uh, thinking about it, here. What are some of the strategies to empower people to give, you know, the best possible meaning out of, you know, crappy situations? As you say, like, how do you get unstuck? Mm. Get more forward. Yeah, yeah.
1: great, oh. great question, Giovanni. And I think you know, depending on where you're at, what you're dealing with, obviously, that advice can vary. Um, I think that when it comes to getting unstuck we've got to look at genuinely what is why are we stuck you know have we played a contributing role in it is it we, is it that we're dealing with some trauma um in what ways are we stuck you know are we anxious are we ruminating on negativity mm. um are we just not fulfilled because we're not our life's not reflecting who we are and our meaning and purpose so i think to be able to I guess almost do an autopsy on our lives, on how we got here. And you know, if you're wanting some help sheets on that, I can certainly provide them for you to help you unpack that. We only grow on what we feed ourselves, right? So we've got five senses for a reason: our eyes, our ears, our nose, our smell, our taste, and touch. So garbage in, garbage out. We know, what are we thinking? What are yeah. we listening to? What are we watching? What are we telling ourselves? You know, and so to be able to then unpack that and then decide what we're going to feed and what
2: yep. we're going to starve. Yeah. We've really it's learned really a lot important. from, like, social media, haven't we? Like, oh, the impacts okay. that, like, Instagram has on how people who are just scrolling and how they feel about themselves and yeah. that that contribution to maybe negative negativity or comparing lifestyles. So it's really, it's, yeah, what you're thinking is, is so important. Yeah.
0: And can almost become a ditty, right? Keep scrolling and, you know, feeding through this social media random seek information. For it, keep
2: seeking that same, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah but as you see, when I sort of get out of the rat race and and yeah. get to more healthy habits, maybe that also helps? Yeah,
1: I think so. And I think particularly, I'm um, are talking about being a carer. You know, there are big challenges associated with that and especially if we're doing that for a loved one at home, we're not, for example, a paid carer. We are, you know, caring for a loved one and, you know, we can end up in those situations and circumstances for different reasons. You know, sometimes if we're an aging parent, mm. sometimes we have a child who was born with a disability and they're living with that every day. Sometimes it's an accident or an illness and mm. we're thrown into it and we're not doing it because it's a choice to serve. We're doing yeah. it because our circumstances have led us yeah. into that. And and what I would say is that one of the best things that people can do, especially if they're feeling burned out and exhausted, is to remember that we can't fill others from an empty cup. Mm. So that self-care is just so important and it's actually part of your role and your responsibility as a carer, Yeah, you know, to look out for Yeah. Because self-care is not selfish. Yeah. Um, It's just something that's crucial and critical. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd be having a look at that as a carer too. Yeah. Especially if you're in that situation, maybe in an involuntary way, and, and you've got that internal thing of, you know, this is not what I signed up for, but I love the person I'm caring for. Yeah. Take that time out. Yeah. Have a rest. Have some time to do some things. That bring you alive as an individual. Mm.
2: And I think as well there's always going to be some things that um, we can and can't control and it's really important to sit down and identify those things because if you're worrying about something and you can't control that then you need to name it and, and put it aside. Yeah. So I think a focus on that can can sometimes help people as well. Oh yeah, and so many carers, you know, they get so riddled with guilt,
1: feeling like they have to do it all themselves. There are so many services and respite services, for example, and in-home caring and things like that, that can just give you that little bit of a break every now and again for you to be able to get out and do some things for yourself and things that need to be taken care of, that you don't have time. Um, really, really important. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to sit with your own sense of meaning and purpose and why, it's important for you to schedule that time. Yeah. You know, for you to be able to to do that. And yeah, you know, I love what a guy by the name of Simon Sinek um, has said. He's the champion of why. If you know, if he is, he's absolutely devoted his life. Seven, seven, oh, seven, so good. Yeah. He's he does his 10 talk on why, and I'd highly recommend it. And he's basically dedicated his life to inspire people to do the things that inspire them. Um, yeah. And just popularizing that whole concept of why and yeah. exactly what we've been talking about. And um, he says this, he says, you can easily judge the character of a man by how he treats those you can do enough for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important too, as carers, for us to remember that, that we are directly impacting Another human thing, yeah. So relevant yeah.
0: To the carrying roles.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, right. Impactful. Yeah, with important the, with the, the concept of you know starting with why. I mean, we we, we spoke about it's very very important. But and then, so how, how do you find that why you know what 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 is it and and how important it is to always uh, keep your eyes on the ball if you want right yeah. to always have that. How your mind to get you through difficult, difficult situations.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it's that the little spark that brings you alive. You know? Like, you know, if you cheer me the radio and, you know, this is souls playing it but then your favourite song comes on, right, and you're just like, oh, like, you're singing along and you love it and there's something that just lights up, it's always a really good indicator. Yeah. But sometimes...
0: Sometimes that resonates with you. You yeah. can, you can feel you vibrate at a different frequency,
1: right? Exactly. So to speak. But if we've been living in a space where we're anxious or Mm -hmm. depressed or burnt out, we can almost, or we're caring, you know, and our focus has been so much on somebody else. Yeah. um, Especially in things like palliative care even. Sometimes we actually lose our identity and our own sense of self in that. And so just to be able to sit down, and this is an exercise I do with some of my clients because it's really, really valuable, and I practice it on a regular basis probably a few times a year I'll sit down and do it when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed and I'll just go to a whole bunch of categories and again I've got some sheets for this if you want it but just things like one um, of my favorite TV shows what do I love to do to relax what, and like seeing my right things there, like I love to sit by the beach and listen to the ocean I love to get a massage I like to sit in my pajamas and binge on Virgin River and eat ice cream, you know, whatever that happens to be. Um, who are the people that I can really talk to and trust in my circle? And a whole heap of categories like that and just reconnect with yourself and then sit down and look at your values. Yeah. What do I value in a relationship? You know, is it trust and loyalty? Is it compassion? Um, what are my love languages? Is it things like acts of service and gifts or am I more of a quality time and um, physical touch kind of person and then reconnect with those things and pretty soon you'll sit there and brainstorm it and you'll have a bit of a, I guess, a lane. You know, if you think of like a six lane freeway to be able to go, Okay, what are the things that I've been asked to be involved with or that I want to be involved with or a new job that I want to try out or I want to take a study path, whatever that looks like, I want to start a new hobby. What actually aligns with who I am and what I'm about? Yeah. You know, what is it that I detest mm. about some people? Yeah. Like, is it dishonesty? Is it I'm more of a person that works best in a team or individually? Yeah. You know, just really going through and doing a bit of an inventory. So. On the easier life becomes because you have a tribe then of people yeah. and support people that get it, yeah, that, it, yeah, that actually will yeah. speak in and speak truth and authenticity into your journey, even mentors. So
0: yeah, very, very important. Also, make make those rules and values known to your loved ones so they know yeah. your own rules, right? Your own mm-hmm. values. And hopefully, they will respect that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, and 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 back to your point about uh, yeah the way we recruit you you're very right there. We're we very clear on our values and our purpose, and we we, we attract the caregivers. There are you know a reflection of our values, and, and we can quickly you know filter out those that are not quite a good match. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, is is a cultural and again it's a value match rather than a skill set or, or or an experience necessarily. Yeah. In fact, one of the best caregivers that we have are are the ones that don't necessarily come with experience or, or, or with the certifications. You can always get a certification anyway, mm-hmm. but it, it's about it's about your why. It's about the values. It's about you know why why you want to join a, a, you know a caring organization rather than providing home care. And if that if the affinity is powerful enough, then. It, it's a good match
1: yeah that's right and if it aligns with their values you know that'll be just a natural progression yeah. to, to be get, you know getting skilled up and and doing all of that which is you know it's pretty powerful isn't it and no shame in it too if you're in a caring role or maybe even as a pain carer and it's not for you that's okay go mm-hmm. find out what is you know don't stay in a space that's that's not helpful to you um now the other thing I think Giovanni too is carer satisfaction. You know, having that sense of purpose leads to satisfaction in our role as a carer. And so once you feel that what you're doing for another person is meaningful, that it does make a difference, that it does have purpose, um, when you're invested in that role, um, you'll be more productive too. And your relationship with the person you're caring
0: for will improve as well. Absolutely, not only that, but the outcome for the clients, you know, this professionally speaking, is actually a lot better because then you can actually achieve the care continuity, and the caregivers feel like almost a duty that they need to go and continue to see this particular person, yeah. And, and, yeah. and and so that relationship built between the two uh, is is very very powerful. It's very very powerful, and and that's where you get the best outcome for yeah. people. What, once you have that connection and that, that that affinity, that relationship.
1: That's right. And, you know, you look at people in history, like even Mother Teresa, for example, and I'm probably one of the best carers that we've ever seen an example of. And, you know, she was always out there on the streets of Calcutta, yeah. genuinely caring for people, you know, living amongst the poor, not having money herself, but just having that value in that drove what she said and you know you just got to get on google and check out some of the quotes i mean they're quite amazing yeah um i know one of the things she said was that um people are unrealistic illogical, self-centered love them anyway yeah mm. you know and sometimes it's like that isn't it when we're caring for someone and they're not feeling well or maybe they've got dementia and they don't know what they're saying yeah they can get a bit grumpy they can say really mean things yeah and it can really tug at our heartstrings and really be like a dagger because yeah, no, we're there pouring out and loving them and doing the best that we can. Um, she also said, be kind and merciful. Let no one ever come to you without coming away, feeling better and happier. Mm-hmm. And I think any carer that's worth their soul, that's really the end goal, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. It's to make
2: a difference. Yeah, that's why we do it.
0: it. And be reminded of why you do what you do. Mm. Again, that that work gives you the motivation to continue yes. way and way and push through those uh, challenging situations. Because challenging situations will come. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no doubt about it. Yeah. We're going to be faced with challenging times. Absolutely. It, it it's just something that we need to count for.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And isn't that life? Yeah. Is that soul roller coaster? Is that Ronan Keating or something?
2: What yeah, is it? Yeah, You've <laughs> just got to ride it. Well, oh, it's it's so true, yeah. Things will happen. And it's about having the skill set and the resilience to push through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're trying to achieve with this, uh, you know, conversations and provide some tools and resources. Maybe mm-hmm. we can explore other other areas of uh, yeah. of caregiving and. Yeah. And other uh, topics, we uh, and resources and
2: there's a lot to unpack, isn't there? Yeah, a lot to unpack. For
0: yeah. sure. We're very, very excited. I'm I'm learning so much really by you know listening to you and really, yeah. you know, go deeper into topics and mm. and, and um, you know getting those insights.
2: Yeah. Just by talking, it makes you reflect. Yeah. And that's important, yeah. isn't it? That's one of the things that we're talking about is sitting down and reflecting about what's going well, what what are your values? All those
0: types of things to help you push forward. And have the, have the time to do that. Dedicate and time to, I don't know, some meditation. Yeah. You know, things like that. You need yeah. to give time to yourself to, to just let, let, let it happen and med- meditate over it, yeah. right? Exactly right. right. And, and you know. just go, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. I, did they have no time for any of that. That's very, very important mm-hmm. stuff.
1: That's right, yeah. All of that, carving out time. Yeah, and I'm um, super important. And, you know, we've been able to put together some resources for you today if you need some help with unpacking your journey, finding your why. Um, so, if you'd like to receive some of those, you can just pop that in the comments below or shoot us an email, and we'll make sure that we'll get those two. Amazing.
0: They'll be a making available on the website as well, and yeah. uh, we'll create a bit of a resource section for that. Yeah. i so well, very, very grateful. For your time, Amazing, that has been in right for a session. So
2: nice talking to you. A little you. Bit
0: rusty here and there, but uh, I think we, we got it through. I think concepts are come, coming across. Uh, oh, wow. We we got some good uh, you know good, good values out of this conversation. i, I believe the late Well,
1: you know it's been a lot of fun, and this isn't the last one. We'll be doing one every month for you yeah. to yeah. take a part in, and so.